Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are covering Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. Science, it's back it in a back. completely different way. Yes, yes. So we have we we are we're kind of sciencey people, but we're also not very. You're much more sciencey than I am. I detest science with every fiber of my being. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Senku can't teach it to me, then I don't want it. Mm. But you are kind of sciencey. You're just not like sit in a classroom and learn biology kind of sciencey. You are more like, because you, you watch your, your every now and again, you'll watch a documentary or. <laughs> yeah, you will. You tell me about things. Uh, what? Like animals and criminal stuff. I don't consider those. But if science. you can consider all of my criminal justice studying, it's criminal to be, science. Uh, That's what it's called. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> then again, I guess psychology is also science. Yeah, it's all science. Uh, science follows me around too much. I hate it. But I enjoyed this show though. It was it was fun. Yeah. It was yeah, it was a time, that's for sure. Yeah, but before we get into it, how's your week been? I I for those that are wondering, we are recording this way earlier than we normally do, so we're both a little tired. I literally wrapped up rewatching this right before we sat down, like I was scarfing down breakfast trying to watch the last episode because I fucked up. I fucked up the schedule. I fucked it all up. So here we are. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm shattered right now. I <laughs> uh flying back to Alberta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have homework, have medical appointments that I have to get to. Like it's just a time. My life is just a time right now. You can do it on the bright side. Yeah. There are Tilly Bean pets coming very, very soon. That's true. That I'm looking forward to. So you're you're winning from that aspect. Mm. What about you? Other than <laughs> watching this for last minute? Uh, I don't know. I've watched a lot of really good anime. I probably would have wrapped this up like 20 minutes sooner, but I decided to watch the newest episode of Kaguya-sama since that dropped yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Oh, this anime season is turning out to be a really fun one. I'm trying to keep up with as much stuff week to week as possible, and it's great. It's a fun time. However, I learned something this week. You did? MAPPA doesn't understand what the fuck final season means. Oh. Attack on Titan has gotten final season part three confirmed. Oh. So... Let's break this down into numbers really quick. All right. Attack on Titan, the final season, part one, consisted of, if I'm not mistaken, five and a half volumes of manga. Mm. Attack on Titan, the final season, part two, consisted of three and a half volumes of manga. Yeah. Part three has been confirmed with a grand total of two volumes of manga left. To be brought forth. Okay. It all could have been wrapped up in part two. Not only could it all have been wrapped up in part two, as somebody who's been keeping up with it week to week and watching everything, except for the last episode because I refuse to watch it because I'm still pissed off at what MAPPA has done. Oh. They are barely doing a chapter, an episode. Right. And even then, I get it. MAPPA is so caught up with the amount of other shit that they're having to do. But if that's your reasoning... As to why is because you're so busy doing so many other projects, you are letting your biggest title that's dropping suffer. Mm -hmm. The animation quality from season four, part one, which I still can't get over because it's just different than wits. But the animation quality from part one to part two has dipped significantly. Mm -hmm. Hair's not even on the Titans, man. Oh, like you can notice the distinguishable gap. It makes me sad. It makes me so sad to see the state of something so beloved and then it, everything's just falling apart. Well, I mean, yeah, well, we we are going to get around to covering seasons three and four. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, at some point. 
um and then we can we can jump into into that in a deeper discussion but that's I don't know it's it kind of that kind of reminds me of like so I think you guys you guys know at home that I have been a Harry Potter fan for many many years mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like that to me how it's like you get something that's so beloved and they just keep making shit and you're just like yep. just leave it alone you know it's done just just absolutely leave it alone although from the trailers that i've seen from the trips to the film of the latest fantastical beast film mm. i wish the harry potter films whenever they were being made had the budgets and special effects that they have now mm. could you imagine how sick that shit would be yeah see that's that's the thing where i would be more okay with it is if they did a remake or something of them because i mean the first film came out in what 2001 something like that yeah you know so it's like it's been over two decades Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's fair to start (laughs) to like i feel like that's a a fair amount of time for there to be a remake of something so beloved i just like i mean I can also understand wanting to distance yourself as much from like J.K. Rowling because she's batshit. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, so I I kind of get the the Fantastic Beast has that level of distance there that Harry Potter doesn't have. But yeah, I like I mean before J.K. Rowling was at least a known batshit crazy person. Um. I remember like when the first Fantastic Beasts stuff came out, and then when Cursed Child and Cursed Child and stuff all came out. I remember sitting there being like, "No, I'm not watching anything. I'm not. I'm not getting involved with anything." Like I had my collection of of Harry Potter stuff that I'd I'd gathered over the years, and I was like, "That's I." To me, it all ended Deathly Hallows Part Two, and I kind of feel like you're gonna get those people that feel the same way with um with Attack on Titan. They're gonna be like. I'm just going to remember it for the glory days and and that's going to be where it ends for me. But yet the difference being, I mean, I guess it all depends on how you want to look at it, but like the cursed child, although it's technically source material because it's straight from the head bitch herself. Yeah. It's supposed to be canon. It's none of us count it as canon. Yeah. Whereas everything that's being done is Attack on Titan is direct from the source material and a studio is the one that's fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. But we got Chainsaw Man to look forward to in, I think, summer. Right? Summer or fall. Some shit like that. Sometime. Uh, Brain tired. Another reason brain tired. I did a thing this week. You did. I beat the hardest boss in Elden Ring. Ooh. In one sitting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I I have become a god, so everyone bow before me. <laughs> I I will do so willingly. I mean, you remember how much I struggle with uh, video games in general, so you know. Uh, I say that it. I don't know. I've just been streaming a lot more here lately, and it was fun just to try to sit down and try to accomplish something like that. But the fact that I did it in one sitting, I still don't understand how I sincerely hope somebody clipped that moment of like just the pure shock <laughs> because my god that was that was something else but well, it was good fun on you. yeah well done yeah i do it oh also mm-hmm. i made gyoza this week for the first time ah how did that go um decent that's promising I mean, I can't complain. I posted photos on the Instagram. You should totally go follow at BNB Anime. Mm. I posted it on both because I'm like, you know, I could just share this on mine since I think my Instagram has primarily just become a feeding ground for me to just post food pics. Mood. But also, I just kind of took it as, you know, it's Japanese related. It's anime related. Also, myself and Brie are very proud of how these turned out. So, you know what? They work. Yeah. Good. Go Although I've I learned something. Mm-hmm. Cabbage smells terrible. Yeah. Even my nose is still fucked up from COVID. Mm-hmm. I could still smell the cabbage, and it still smelled bad. Yeah. That well, it's kind of like a a stereotype, I guess. Like um, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book Charlie is written to to have always smelled of cabbage. Because that's what they used to eat. I actually believe that that was in the the Johnny Depp film. I believe Helena Bonham Carter, who plays his mum in that film, is seen like chopping cabbages all the time. 
Um, because yeah, it's it's kind of like a I don't know if it's just a British thing that that's kind of like a stereotype, but because they're they're cheap and cheerful, they do the job, um, and they're pretty hardy, so they grow in most weathers, mm. and uh, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like a thing of like, oh, you smell of boiled cabbage because you're poor and 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 it's a vegetable, you know? Yeah, but yeah, if, for one, that was my first time ever cooking with cabbage, so that was interesting. Really, that's fascinating to me. That blows my mind. That was the first time you cook with cabbage. I, I just I hate cabbage. I hate the way it tastes. I hate the way it smells. But I chopped that bitch up, threw it in a food processor, diced it up very, very fine. Also, first time I've ever used a food processor. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also non-traditional filling. We used chicken because I couldn't find ground pork anywhere that wasn't sausage. And that kind of broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, North America in general is strange with their meats. <laughs> you, have, I mean, you have beef and chicken and... and- that's it and then sausages and bacon for pork and it's one of those things like you can get pork chops and stuff like that to where i guess if i felt so inclined i could go get like the fuck it's an attachment for the kitchen aid mixer to where you can like actually grind meat yeah. in it mm-hmm. yeah meat grinder. i'm sure i could i'm sure i could buy one of those i don't know how fucking expensive that would you be could get also meat grinders 10 a penny in um in just secondhand shops and and uh antique shops they just like uh clamp onto the side of a countertop and they're just mm-hmm. like a wind thing they kind of look like a manual coffee grinder i'd have to take a look around here and see because i know due to cross-contamination issues there's a very very low probability i could go to a butcher and be like hey could you take these and grind these up for me mm. because typically they're already too busy like pumping out because i know back whenever i worked in a meat department we would all of the ground chicken we never ground ourselves it came pre-packaged because it's all of the like for some reason the only ground chicken you can get here at least around me is all like organic farm-raised stuff like that i guess Mm -hmm. it's not something that like factories just want to mass produce i guess because of contamination issues maybe ground chicken isn't isn't something that i don't know it's not something that I really came across before coming to North America. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I mean, I guess a good, a good example of that is that you've got a shepherd's pie, which is lamb, cottage pie, which is beef, but there's no poultry pie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you don't, you don't grind poultry in the, mm-hmm. in the UK. So that was another thing that I was like, oh, that's odd. I guess it just kind of makes sense though, because again, chicken is so hard to try to clean up after just because of salmonella. Yeah, I I think there's also a level of um, I mean, there's that and the, like birds have hollow bones as well, so mm-hmm. like you have to be way more careful about picking bones out and stuff because they'll splinter and it's a whole load of mess. Yeah. So, but yeah, I want to find a way because I'd actually like to make that with pork. Although the way I seasoned it, everything turned out excellent. Made fried white. The fuck, I can speak fried rice. Mm. And I don't know. It turned out turned out well. I was I was very pleased. It was a fun time. Yay! Nice. Good on you. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make ramen next. Mm. I feel the itch coming back to where I just want to get a giant pot and just make soup. Yeah. Yeah. It. I've kind of lost that urge. That was the urge all through winter, and now spring is coming, and I never want to see soup again. Um. <laughs> I had to build a fire this morning. It's that fucking cold. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. It's lovely here in Canada. I mean, it's been raining on and off, but like at least here in here in Toronto, I'll figure out what it's like in in Alberta when I get there. But you know, probably still cold. <laughs> probably still cold. Yeah. If I remember anything about Alberta weather, it's that it's always cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah that that's about that's about all I've got. I can't think of anything else exciting that's happened this week. Do you have lamb much? No. No. Now, we do have a restaurant called Tzatziki's in town to where mm. anytime we go there, I'll get food. the lamb. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's one of those things to where I think it's very overpriced for the portion that you get because you get like two really small steaks and it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, they don't, you don't have, you don't produce lamb in the States, do you? You have to get it from Australia. Yeah. I think it's imported. Now, granted, I could go to Publix and go buy lamb and try to cook it. But again, that's another one of those things to where I'm afraid to cook with things that I've never cooked before. 
Mm-hmm. I can understand I'm very that. unsure of how to cook it because you know me well enough to know I'm very much a perfectionist whenever it comes to cooking. Yeah. And no matter whether it's the first time I make it or the hundredth time I make it, it has to be perfect. Otherwise, I'm going to be very pissed at myself. Yeah, and lamb's not exactly a cheap ingredient either, so... No, definitely not. Now, granted, I'm sure I could probably season it and throw it on the smoker, and then nothing could possibly go wrong. Honestly, just put it with some mint sauce and you're good. Did you say mint sauce? Yeah, yeah, you have lamb with mint sauce. What? So it's not... It's not sweet. It's like a mint, like the plant, like the leaf. Uh um, And vinegar and, and oil. I guess kind of like pesto, but make it mint. Um, and that's what you have with lamb and if you've had Greek food that's lamb and you have like a creamy like like a a yogurty kind of sauce it's Mm -hmm. probably a bit minty because you always you always pair lamb with mint I don't know I like I said the only time I eat there I just get the lamb and the roasted potatoes and then even then I just I just don't like going there it hurts my wallet too much every time we go yeah (laughs) Yeah, mint's one of those things that I feel like people always associate with sweet food, but it's mm-hmm. it's a neutral, it's a plant, it's a herb, so it can be savory. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. I'll have to give it a try at some point. If I ever do decide to make it, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, you should do that. You should let us all know. Yeah. Or go find, go find some lamb chops out in the world with mint sauce in and let us know how that goes. <laughs> I'm. I will raise a lamb and feed it mint. Oh, well, that's just sad. Now you've got me thinking about it. I didn't it. say I'd eat it. Well, okay, fine. I, wanna... I shouldn't raise things. It wouldn't go well. Mm-hmm. I, I I killed a cactus. Okay. <laughs> did you overwater it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. My brother did the same thing. Um, cactuses, cacti, whatever they are, um, they often come with instructions. Those instructions are not universal. My brother found that out the hard way because he had, he got a, he got a, I don't know if it was cactus or a different kind of succulent, but he had a thing that doesn't drink a lot of water. Um, And the instructions were absolutely not for Alberta, Canada, because he was watering that thing, like only, like, I don't know, a teaspoon, tablespoon of water, like every other day or something, like a very small amount. But um, in a, in a very cold climate like that, it doesn't evaporate off the soil. So it it just soggy water wasn't happy died very quickly. He was miserable. He was like, I I killed it. I followed the instructions that did exactly what they said. I'm like, yeah, no, the instructions are not universal. Home Depot doesn't give a shit about instructions. I didn't get instructions on that. I had to try to figure it out. Oh, really? So I think I watered it like once a week. Yeah, I think I water my cactus like once a month whenever I get around to it. So I fucked up by watering it once a week. And I should be watering it once a month. Well, I I'm not good with my cactus. Um, I I'm probably also bad cactus owner in the sense that I don't water it anywhere near enough. I just water it whenever my ADHD says it's time to water it. Mm. So basically, when the soil's bone dry, then I'm like, mm, it could do the drizz- a drizzle. But yet, your prickles has lasted longer than my prickles. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I've learned things. Just wait for the soil to dry out and then give it a little bit. Ah, uh, if I ever decide to get another cactus, I feel like if I could be a decent cactus father, then I'll I'll give it another go. Yeah. I don't know. There's like plant talk and YouTube. Go on that. Figure that out. Succulent talk. Cactus talk. I'll I'll stick with my anime and cat talk. <laughs> I'll I'll use the YouTube. Yeah, there's a whole plant side of YouTube. Go for that. I'll go check it out. Yeah. So speaking of learning things... Science. Yeah, science and how to try to prove love is a real thing. <laughs> yes. So, science fell in love and I tried to prove it is a romantic comedy, although, so get this, it falls into the shonen demographic. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I don't get it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The manga was written by Alfred Yamamoto. Its original run was from 2016 to present for a total of 13 volumes. It was also a television drama. It's got oh. it's got four episodes that ran from September 1st of 2018 to September 22nd of 2018. Mm-hmm. The anime was directed by Toru Kitahara. Mm-hmm. 
It was produced by Studio Zero G. And for those that remember Studio Zero G, that studio and I have a lot of history of me hating them. Yeah. Because they may dive. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but also they made my roommate as a cat, so they redeemed themselves with that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but science yep. fell in love and I tried to prove it. Its original run was from January 1st, 2020 to March 28th, 2020 for a yes. total of 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And there is a second season. Yes, and it's currently airing right now, which is why I decided to throw this onto the docket last minute and then forget to change it because we were supposed to watch fly fishing this week. <laughs> we were, and I knew that, but it also I'd forgotten it. So I went to the schedule to check and this was what was on the schedule and so I watched it. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I realized that as soon as you sent me that screenshot, I was like, I think I fucked up. Yeah, and then and then I was like, I I don't know. I think I because like at the end of last week's episode, we said we we're gonna watch fly fishing, and I was like, oh yeah, exciting. And then yeah, that just like left my brain. Yeah, because we had that whole bit that I cut out of the episode because I didn't want to, you know, have the whole Siri bit left in of, hey Siri, flip a quarter, and then because <laughs> we were either gonna cover slow loop or cue. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, uh, and all of that fine. just left my brain, anyways. So uh, uh, it's fine. Shit's hectic for you right now, so I get it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. I will fix the schedule, and we will cover slow loop next week. So for those that were expecting wholesome fishing, you'll get that next week. I promise. Yeah, sounds good. I'm excited <laughs> for it. But okay, science found love. So I tried to prove it. Or okay, here we go. In uh, Japanese, <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> Rikai Gakoi ni och ita no de shou me shite mita. Something like that. Good enough for me. Something like that. Um, yeah. Japanese study has just gone completely out of the window since art school. So. You know, you kind of, you, you can work it out, but it's been a long time since I tried pronouncing words in any, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on my anime list, this scores a 7.37 out of 10, or uh, on Anime Planet, it scores a 3.76 out of 5, or a 7.52 out of 10. So, about a 7.4 for each um out of 10 which i feel like is a bang on average for a a one core new show you know i feel like that's very standard and especially considering it's a rom-com so it's definitely a like very specific demographic that it's going after Mm -hmm. um it did have a pretty high drop rate with an 11.65 percent but i also feel like that that is reasonable because of the content of the show it's just a bit odd. <laughs> it's very odd. It It's very technical. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, it pleased my brain. Like, it definitely produced serotonin. Yes. Yeah. So, the show is based around um, these university students. They're in their upper years in their um, fourth or returning year, like, master's, uh, you know, like, upper years of university. Um, and they are part of this, um, uh, like, group. There's this, um, I can't think of the word for it. Like a, a theor- theor- you know, when you're, you're doing a, a, your subjects, but you're so high at your level that they don't have classrooms anymore and you're just sitting around with your buddies trying to create theories. That- you mean labs? Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're trying to create their um thesis is it thesis is it the whole yeah they're trying to create the thesis i don't know i mean they're in graduate school so i guess technically they'd be working on their masters technically okay yeah yeah so but they're 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 doing like things where they they don't they're not in the classroom they're like in a lab and they're doing their own research by this point um to then pitch their research um and uh and so they're in this group together and they're all kind of a bit eccentric because that's how entertainment works. <laughs> you need characters. Especially when <laughs> science is involved. I mean, look at Senku and mm. then look at these guys. 
That would be a crossover I would pay money for. That would be that would be something, all right. Um, I would love that. <laughs> and it's it's based around these two characters um who very boldly, specifically Ayame, who is our female lead, who um or Himuro, who uh, very boldly in very quick very early on in the first episode um definitely not a spoiler it's the title of the show declares her love for her um like lab mate classmate person yukimura and the two of them then spend the rest of the show trying to prove that what she feels is love and with like with straight like scientific evidence theories tests experiments all that kind of stuff um and then also to try and prove whether or not his feelings are uh reciprocate her feelings and then of course you have a bunch of other characters as well um and it's rated a pg-13 which is fine again it's one of those things of you know your 13 year olds better than than the people who rate the show there isn't sexual content but there is just a lot of like i don't know it's I feel like it it's a show written about university students and I feel like even though it's a PG-13 it's kind of targeted towards older teens and university students. I don't feel like the show has a target audience of someone who's 13 years old. I just feel like it fits the rating because there isn't like violence in it or anything. Yeah, there's not violence, there's not nudity, anything like that. It's just it's very cut and dry rom-com. Yeah, absolutely. And I do I think that it probably has a, an older demographic. From the comment section of the show, it, it that seemed to have been widely praised. A lot of people who enjoyed rom-coms found this very refreshing. Um a lot of a lot of people in the comments on Crunchyroll were saying things like, "Oh, it's really nice to be a little bit separate from the the classic middle school high school rom-coms that you tend to see um and and have a bit more of a mature viewing experience like i said that doesn't mean that there's a lot of sexual or like violent content or anything i just feel like it is intellectually targeted at an older audience yes also if you are not too keen on science and experiments and stuff and you just that wasn't part of your brain this show very much like dr stone is very palatable for a non-science audience um they do have little uh like blurb sketch style explanations about key terms and definitions and stuff very much like dr stone however i honestly feel like you could completely tune those out and just watch the show for the the romance side of things and you don't even need to know those definitions you might pick something up through osmosis that you didn't even know that you needed that you were gonna know you know or that you needed to know um Mm -hmm. but i feel like you could mostly ignore those and you it wouldn't affect the show at all yeah 100 percent. yeah so unless you had anything else to say let's check out the spoiler chicken hat spoiler chicken hats let's throw them on let's get into it okay uh do you want to just i mean there is a linear story but do you want to just go for favorite moments yeah okay the whole like beach training camp thing (laughs) yeah that was just fun it was but also very very like stereotypical Mm rom-com in that i was like huh around the end of episode 10 going into episode 11 there's going to be conflict and then that conflict is going to carry over into episode 12 and then episode 12 there's going to be resolution yeah it's very um like you said cut and dry rom-com it they don't at least in this season play around with the the kind of rules i guess that are set up for for a one core rom-com they it's very standard uh well they do kind of because even though i think we all kind of figured there would be a second season Mm. they definitely subverted all expectations with having a kiss in the first season that's true that typically never happens in rom-com. But then again, I wonder if that's another one of those things of the fact that they were kind of targeting this to an older audience and like it wouldn't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if this is weird, to, like, I don't know, I feel like it doesn't mean as much to us, like a kiss doesn't mean as much. No, it definitely doesn't. But again, it's one of those things to where like we all just have expectations of what we expect to see out of 
rom-coms and then whenever we don't get that it's like oh okay this is different yeah yeah i do really enjoy the fact that they did have the kiss in there um it definitely was another one of those things that i do feel like elevated the age range up as a viewing experience to make me mm-hmm. feel like i wasn't watching something that was targeted at preteens teens you know yeah because it is, I don't know, it's frustrating when you're watching a show and there's two characters that you really enjoy being together and they're just not having those. And this is another, like, it's a very, it's very much of a cultural thing as well, because like in the, in the West here, we have, we have a lot more of a, like I, I was, uh, we have the, like the PDA public affection kind of the vibe thing, but also like we're much more, we use physical intimacy as an expression of emotion, whereas and like we we do that for other people in a way. Like we do we have like our physical intimacy of other people like hugging, kissing, that kind of stuff for a third party to know that we're together. Whereas that's not as prominent as a thing. They're more likely to use verbal cues, I feel like, in mm. Japan. Or more subtle physical cues, like um standing closer to each other or um, you know, maybe holding hands, like that kind of thing is, is more likely, whereas we're like more likely to be like, nah, I stake my claim by like, you know, kissing your partner or, or like hugging them or, you know, being around them more. And yeah, because so- from my understanding of Japanese culture, PDA is very frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like from our viewing experience, it's that extra level of frustrating because it can almost feel like a stunted or um, uncomfortable relationship sometimes when you're watching them, especially like, like for instance, there's a, a, a baseball anime major, not the new one, but like the old one that came mm-hmm. out. And that show has a, a long running relationship all the way through it that doesn't have any kind of physical intimacy. Um, and it's, it kind of almost, like, as a viewer, it kind of almost feels uncomfortable. Because you're like, are they friends or are they not friends? Are they friends or are they not friends? All the way through. Hmm. But, like, I wonder if a Japanese person watching that experience would never be on that borderline that I'm kind of on when I watch because I don't know if there's, like, you know, I'm not, I I want that kind of, like, reassurance that there is, like, intimacy there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of gets rid of the gray area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this show definitely did that, and it was very refreshing for them to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I do wonder if that's because I feel like the, the target audience is older, so it, maybe the writers felt like they were able to do so and they wouldn't be like, mm, why are you doing that for a show that's targeted at teens, you know? Mm, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my tangent on that. <laughs> the amusement park date was a fun episode as well that one okay so i skipped a lot of this because cringe Uh, why you do this that one was cute i did i think there were a a few couple moments that i skipped but i liked the i liked the ending of that that little arc that was quite cute you so you didn't what did you skip out of that i'm very curious um, I'm trying to Did you remember. skip the haunted house bit? Did you skip the whack-a-mole bit? Did you skip the roller coaster bit? Yeah, I think it's just the awkward bits that are like, I, uh, okay, so both characters are so awkward and uncomfortable, and I know, like, I think the thing about it is, is that they're so believably awkward that makes it so much worse, hmm. is that, you know, you can absolutely see people in that situation in real life. Oh, Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's what makes the show so good, but it's also what makes me cringe the most because I'm like, yeah, I have science type brother and science type cousins and like, I could see it. And that makes me, makes me uncomfy. So Look, I man. It. All right. Sometimes you just got to hold hands while you ride a roller coaster. No, that was cute. I liked that bit. But also ah. art is always going to imitate life. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also, I just heard, ah! Yeah, my phone went off. Oh, look at you being popular. My mom just texted. Oh, tell mom I said hello. No, just kidding. Oh, rude. (laughs) 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 Oh. I think 
one of the funny moments of this that I enjoyed the fact that it was reoccurring and kind of unexpectedly so um, Mm. is the dude that tried to hit on her. Oh, yeah. That first interaction was great. Yeah. With Yukimura just showing up out of nowhere and just like absolutely tearing this dude to shreds. Yes, yeah, and then him being terrified of science types for the rest of the show. Like, that was really yep. funny. Like, whenever he runs into uh, fucking Himuro. Himuro at the beach, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. Right, yeah. But then gets absolutely decked from trying to talk to Aina whenever he grabs her, because Kosuke is like, no, fuck you. Yep. I feel bad for Kosuke. <laughs> This man just wants to be loved, whether he realizes it or not. Yeah, he's a major otaku. Um, very much likes... We've had a consistent theme of adult video games recently. Valid. Yeah. Because this week we had that as well, with him having fallen in love with um, a character from an adult video game. Yeah, definitely a running theme here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's a thing now, apparently, on the podcast. <laughs> Look, it, it wouldn't be my podcast if I didn't make us watch some romance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is very much a romance, which I think is why I did skip quite a bit of it, is because this is, the you know, where I'm like, oh, I don't like romances. This is the kind of show where I, I say that. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just that this kind of thing makes me kind of i don't know gives me the heebie-jeebies i guess like i guess i'm not like super tapped into my emotional side in this context and i get like flustered and then i have to skip (laughs) (laughs) that's the only way i can really describe it i don't know let me know if you guys at home are the kind of person to do that like if you if you know that something embarrassing is going to happen, do you have to take a break? Are you the kind of person that has to like, no, I can't, I just have, I can't do this. I'm going to continue watching after a bit. Or do you revel in the cringe, in the awkward, like Brad does? I mean, look, all right. I do enjoy my rom-coms, regardless of how cringy it may get. Mm. It's a good time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely enjoyed my viewing experience of the show. I really liked uh, Canada kind of being the the viewer throughout. She's kind of the, the common sense streak every, throughout everything, trying to just be like, no, like this, that's not how this works. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I also really liked how um, her as a character, she had a, a crush on her math teacher from like middle school. Um, and whenever she recalls those moments she's always kicking herself in embarrassment over the dumb things she did as a, as a teenager a preteen um mm-hmm. which i think we can all relate to and uh, and how grown she thought she was when she was in middle school and now looking back as a as an uh, upper level university student being like yeah i was a freaking idiot like he was a <laughs> he was a full grown man who was just doing his job as a math teacher and i was just crushing on him acting like a fool and i'm like yeah that was that was a very charming plot point because it's so relatable and also like very comfortable mm-hmm. yeah yeah and every rom-com kind of needs that voice of reason character out of the bunch mm-hmm. And she does play that part to a T, but also she's very impatient whenever it comes to things, mm-hmm. especially the relationship between our two main characters. Yes. Yeah. Because she's like, this is this is so dumb. Like, why can't y'all just be normal? Yeah. Just talk to each other. Just like, it just, you don't need data. Just say that you love him and he loves you back and it's all good. Yeah. That, that's all it would be. But no, it can't be that simple. Yeah. I also feel like the way that they set up the kiss having they made it very highly anticipated because of the first swoop and a miss the first time which is very much expected i guess i feel like it was mm-hmm. that was more expected than the kiss that happened at the end like the the miss was more expected uh-huh. because that's so that's such a common trope within romance animes it's like we're gonna kiss oh no just kidding yeah and again it's it's a very common trope to have that happen. And then it just never happens for like two or three seasons. Yeah. Look at Kaguya-sama. 
Still nothing yeah. after two seasons, and yet I'm going into the third season as giddy as humanly possible. Not only because that OP is an absolute banger, but also because I love the show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I need that to finish. I need it to be three months from now, like Pronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, I liked I liked that they had that, and then when the kiss finally did happen at the end, well, middle of the last episode, they had kind of used the same settings and the same uh, sequence of events and everything to to enhance it and i thought that was good mm-hmm. agreed the argument between them i also felt felt was uh, a good plot point i felt that it was it was uh i <laughs> i don't like seeing anybody hit anybody in relationships mm-hmm. um so you know that's not something that I necessarily feel like we should. I feel like it's a very big thing for media to have an upset woman slap their male partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's just so common. And I don't think that should be a thing, just in general. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. I get that. Like, can we stop stop making that a thing now? Mm-hmm. Um, so when they had that, I was like, oh. I would have preferred that they had left that out, but that being said, I did think that it was a good plot point to have her just become like overwhelmed with emotion and not really understanding her own feelings and jealousy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then exploding. I feel like that's a very human thing to do. I guess you could have the argument of like emotional women and then the 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 menstrual cycle joke thing was like Okay, you deserve to be hit with the bag the second time. I'm kidding. Don't do violence. But like also, <laughs> that was very sexist. Um, yeah. I Yeah. Like, I, I like the idea that you have a character that's clearly not very in tune with their emotion, having an emotional overload and them working their way through it. That was a good mm-hmm. part of the story. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because again, it's very human. Yeah. And... I guess it's just always nice to have that realism brought into anime. Mm-hmm. Because again, it shows like, hey, it's okay to not understand what you're feeling. Don't take it out on other people. Yeah. But it's good to actually, you know, work through your emotions and try to figure all that out. Yeah. And I also, I really liked that when she did recognize that she had had an emotional outburst and she'd hurt someone that she cared about because of that. I enjoyed the fact that they showed her actively trying to make up for it and mm-hmm. to apologize and to make things right. Um, I f- she wrote an entire thesis paper on it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like quite often the uh, the struggle of recognizing that you have made a, a mistake and how difficult that is to then recognize and to do something about is quite often neglected. You kind of, in media, a lot of the time you jump from argument to resolution without the rebuilding of the connection again, mm. you know? Yeah. And I feel like the show did a, did a good a good job of within like, I don't know, an episode, a half an episode, showing that it takes effort to rebuild that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after somebody's hurt. So you do, it does take work. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the oldest uh, tricks to like teach somebody about trust is like have them crumble up a piece of paper and be like, all right, make it smooth again. Yeah. It's like one of those. So I actually like seeing like that try to be rekindled and rebuilt and also the amount of work that it takes and also the amount of like self work that it takes to try to work through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think we need to talk about uh, Ikeda, the professor, who... Muscle man. He is our friendly giant of the show. Dude's ripped. Dude is ripped and uh, very quick to change emotions. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yes. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of... He's very supportive. We stand a supportive professor. Yes. Being like, you want to write a thesis on um, adult video games because you enjoy them? Yes, do it. Yeah, go for it. Why not? Yeah. Or you want to do multiple experiments uh, to prove whether or not you're in love? Go for it. Yeah. Include more And I mean, I feel like that's that's pretty much the basis of science. Like, you have to work through whatever it is to try to figure it out. 
Yeah, I, so he's very understanding. Yeah, I also really liked the um, the presentation when they were giving on uh, that they were giving on on their their in the lecture hall. Oh yeah, and, uh, and whatever Kosuke called the one dude Baldy because he had a massive receding hairline. Yeah, yeah, and they but like he was pre- pitching his idea, his his theory, his evidence, his work. Um, and then afterwards, I enjoyed how how the guy was like that was a really good debate. I you know. And he was kind of yeah. up until that point portrayed as just being like a angry, stuck up dude who wants to pick apart everybody's presentations. But he was just looking for someone to stand their ground in their own work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's very, I guess one could almost say common, especially in a scientific field. Mm. Because if you're going to take the time to do all this research and invest like university and lab money into it, mm. then you ought to be able to stand behind what you're speaking about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to talk about? I think that pretty much hit all the plot points. Yeah? As far as I know, they pretty much hit everything. There was the drinking party. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it was just just smaller things from there. Yeah. I mean, again, I, it was an enjoyable time, especially as somebody that's a fan of rom-coms. It's very much a cut-and-dry rom-com, but it's just different enough to make it stand out from other things that we've watched, and more specifically, I've watched. Yes, yeah. Uh, I do think it very much follows the the rom-com formula, like I said before. Um, I just, I do think that it is targeted at a little bit of an older demographic, which makes mm. it more pleasurable for me to watch compared to other other things. And I feel like, for myself personally, it fits very much in the 7.5 range as to what everyone else kind of had it rated as well. <clears throat> I'd give it an 8. Yeah. Like, I'd give it that one extra egg, or leg up. If it was 100% cut and dry rom-com, then yeah, I'd say that 7 to 7.5 range would definitely be more fitting. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it got me to care about science, I'd give it an 8. That's fair. I feel like the biggest attractors for me on the show was the OP and ED. Mm-hmm. They were good, but not great or not all of that enjoyable. Yeah, I we didn't actually speak about those when we normally did. Um, I forgot to bring them up. <laughs> um, uh, I I didn't care for them. They weren't they weren't my thing. Twenty twenty, Brad. Whenever I was watching this week to week, might have disagreed, but. This Brad, no, nah, didn't care for. Yeah. Neither of them are going on any playlists anytime soon. No, they were Paradox by uh, Sora Amamiya and Turning Love featuring So by uh, Ak- Akari Nanawo. Akari Nanawo, yeah. Yeah, those. Yeah. So uh, if you enjoyed either of those OPs or EDs, let us know where we're wrong. Yeah. Just come at us. We have comments. We have DMs. Yes. Come at us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And uh, and and if you've seen this one, let us know if you're going to watch the second season. Or if you are yeah. watching the second season. I was going to sit down and watch the second season. I just didn't have time. Yeah. I, I think I might. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna leave it be for now. But there's, there's probably, I don't know, we may cover it in the future. So I don't think I'm going to watch it actively of my own accord, though. Hmm, I'm going to seek it down, watch it, make a decision on whether or not we want to cover it after the season's over with. Sounds good. We'll find out. Schedule is always subject to change, and I've been changing it as we've been sitting here doing this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. All right, so I stream. I'm at twitch.tv forward slash Brad Carter Gaming. I've got a huge subathon coming up for my eight-year anniversary coming up on the 22nd. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to start at 4 p.m. EST on Friday the 22nd. It's going to go for bare minimum eight hours. For It's capped at 24. If I get enough subs, then I'll go for a full 24 hours. That ought to be fun. Mm, sounds it. Also have socials or a social. You can find that on the Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. Blue also has socials at Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. I do. Yes, and the podcast has socials as well at BNB Anime. So if you like the podcast and you want us to to cover your favorite anime, 
I will get words out eventually when I can speak. Um, if you like us here on the podcast and you want us to cover your favorite anime, let us know what it is and why we should cover it in our Instagram DMs or Twitter DMs or in a YouTube comment underneath this video. If you are listening to this on YouTube, you are one week behind what we release the episodes out as on on listening platforms only like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you enjoy the comment section, you enjoy your time on YouTube, that it's just fine. Hit that subscribe button, like the video. We do appreciate it. Um, and let us know in the comments your thoughts and opinions, any questions that we've asked throughout the episode. Chuck them on in those comments. If you're not on the YouTube and you're listening to this one week early, give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. Hello there from whatever platform and hit us up in those social media uh, DMs places for again all of the questions that we have asked. Um, we have a website. That's the other thing. www.bnbanimate.com. It has had a bit of a makeover. Still needs some things that need doing to it, but um, it's there. You can download the episodes right off of the website if you feel like you want to. But you can also check us out in like our voice acting stuff, our IMDb, friends of the show, all that kind of stuff. It either is on the website or will be on the website soon. We're working on all the things. Life is hectic right now. Shit's crazy. Yes. Just like we're trying to plan more YouTube comment or content, not comments. I can fucking speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that I might do, um, and if Brad wants to jump in it, he could do it as well. Um, do a first impression Friday kind of thing. And maybe like once or twice a month, ev- like every other Friday or one month, one Friday a month, one month a Friday. <laughs> one Friday a month um I will watch one random episode first episode of an anime when first episode of one random anime I can't talk um <laughs> it's okay it's early it's fine yeah and do and do a first impressions of just like whatever yeah and then we're looking at doing other shows that we're trying to work on formatting because why not mm. it's content mm. it'll be fun yes all right, so thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, slow loop, fly fishing anime. I promise you this time it will be covered. Actually, though. <laughs> yeah, but until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.